crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. You may be seated across the building today. It is good that we can be in the house of the Lord, and it's good that we can come together as a body of believers and that we know that God is with us every step of the way. And we know that we can be encouraged as we uh, sing unto the Lord, as we pray unto the Lord, and as we hear His Word, we know that it is going to be food for our soul and that the food that we receive from the Lord will be food that will satisfy us as we move as a believer and as we become the servant that Christ wants us to become and that we will be a disciple, especially when we've asked Jesus Christ into our hearts and our lives. And so um, I just thank the Lord today that we are saved by grace and by His mercy and that He will continue to strengthen you day in and day out. There'll be times that we will be in valleys. There'll be times that trouble may come our way. But God will provide, and God will take care of us, and He takes care of His own. And I thank God that we're serving a God that knows exactly what you and I are going through. He knows what we're faced with every day. He's moved by compassion. He knows exactly uh, our thoughts before we begin to even think. And I thank God today to know that He is Abba Father. He's daddy. He's in charge. And He is looking and watching over us. And so I do thank the Lord today that we're allowed to be together and that He allowed us to wake up today and come into the house of the Lord. I have been doing a series here the last few uh, weeks. And so <clears throat> we're going to continue on. And the title of my uh, series is The Power of Christ-Controlled Thinking. The Power of Christ-Controlled Thinking. And this is part three. And so part one and part two I've already uh, have spoken. And so if you missed that, all you'll have to do is go to our website, www.vfclexton.org. Click into the media section and you can look at that and you can see part one and part two but this is part three the power of christ controlled thinking so if you have your bibles today i know it's going to be projected on the screen we thank those for watching us today my prayer is there's something that i can say to you and your family to encourage you along the way as we get into god's word today so if you'll go with me to the book of philippians we're going into the new testament the book of Philippians, the fourth chapter, beginning with the eighth verse. Philippians, the fourth chapter, beginning with the eighth verse. The scripture teaches and lets us know, as the Apostle Paul, he writes and says this, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, Whatever things are pure and whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there is any praiseworthy, meditate on these things. 
I want to read this again because I want you to begin. Uh, sometimes uh, it's caught instead of taught, so I want you to catch this, what the Apostle Paul says. He says, finally, brethren, he's not talking to the sinners, he's talking to the saints. He's talking to people that know the Lord Jesus Christ. And he reminds them and lets them know whatever things are true, not bad, but true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's any, uh, anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. In other words, the Apostle Paul says, and as we are challenged in God's Word, is that we are to think on good things. We are to do good things. Everything that we do is not to be on the bad end, but it is to be on the good end. And so I want you to see today that this series sums up the principles of power because that is our goal is to have the power of Christ controlled that in other words we must have the thinking of Christ uh, we must think on the good things of what the Lord Jesus Christ has in store for you and I and what he is wanting us to do to make our lives where He would want our lives to be. And so we only can do that through the Lord Jesus Christ. Yet the next three sermons will now embody the purpose of this series as we look into this. These sermons will focus on truth, it will focus on purity, and it will focus on praise. And Jesus... Uh, personified the truth. He personalized it. He uh, caused the truth to come alive. He is the truth, that He is life. And so in other words, it becomes very personal to you and me day in and day out in our walk with the Lord. John 14 and 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, that's the truth, I am the truth and the life and no one comes to the Father except through me. It seems like in our society today, it's, they think that all roads uh, are leading to their gods. And I want you to know there's only one road that leads to Jehovah God, and that is through the Son of Jesus Christ. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. And yet we need to understand he was honest in his life and teaching. He was compassionate and just of all. And so with compassion, Jesus sees you, he sees me. And I thank God today that God can, can strengthen you and I and know exactly what we need in this life. My first point today is this, embracing truth keeps us on target. Embracing truth keeps us on target. You will not be in target with your walk with God 
unless you are embracing truth, unless you are embracing the Lord Jesus Christ, that you will continue to live, as we quote every Sunday morning, that you will continue to live the crucified life because it's no longer about you, it's no longer about me, but it's about Christ living in us that we are to die daily and that we are to look to our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, we know that He is truth and that He will continue to strengthen us and embracing the truth will keep us on target. In other words, that word target means bullseye, that we will continue to hit the bullseye. We will continue to hit every time with the truth. For the Apostle Paul says, Finally, brethren, whatever, whatsoever things are true, life and its presence, choice of truth can be truth or it can be falsehood. We encounter those choices every day. We can embrace the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ for He died for us over 2,000 years ago and therefore we must go to the foot of the cross and we are to say, Lord, I fully surrender to Your Lordship and Lord, I want the truth to be in me. I want to live out the truth. I want the character of You. We walk the character of Christ out when we allow the fruits of the Spirit to come alive in our hearts and life and therefore our target will be on target with truth as we keep the truth alive in our lives. Truth is rooted within the Scriptures. You want truth? You want to know truth? The whole truth and nothing but the truth? Then it must, uh, it must go in and embed into the Scriptures, the Holy Scriptures of God's Word. That is our sword of the Spirit. That is what's going to help you in life is to stay with the truth and the truth you can have in your hand. You can open it up every morning. You can open up wherever you may be and you can get right into the truth. A lot of times people will say, well, God's not speaking to me. Yes, God is speaking to you. When you open up God's holy word and you read the scriptures for itself, you will see that God is speaking to you because that is God. God is the word and the word is what we need to stay alive and that we will stay on target with the truth of God's word. Truth is what we're needing in our hearts and lives. There is so much in our society that we don't hear the truth. We hear nothing but lies. We hear nothing but corruption. Uh, <clears throat> we hear so much negativity. We see that we can't hardly, it's almost unbearable sometimes, we can't hardly trust anybody because we think they're lying because we hear nothing but lies. We don't even hear the truth anymore. But I want you to know today, as a body of believers, and those who are in Christ Jesus, to know the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, is to keep the Word of God in your heart and meditate on the 
the Word of God so that you can withstand when the enemy wars against your soul. You can have the whole armor of God by putting on the whole armor of God. Therefore, you can fight the battle and the things that war against your soul and you can be on target with the truth and there's not enough devils in hell that can stop the mighty movement of God when you have the power and the victory of God's Word living in your life as you live out the character of Christ. Give God praise in the house today. Hallelujah. I want you to know it is not time for us to be on a cruise liner. We are on a battlefield. We're in a battleship. We're warring against the enemy that's warring against your soul. He doesn't want you to read the Bible. He doesn't want you to pray. He doesn't want you to come to church. But what he wants to do is he's out to kill, steal, and to destroy. But I want you to know today that you and I have the victory because we have the truth. And the truth will set you free. Hallelujah. John 17 and 17 says this. Jesus is the truth. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. That's what's going to withstand the test of times. It's the word of God, the truth. Heaven and earth will pass away. God's word says Uh, But he says, but my word will never pass away. I want you to know the truth is what we're needing in our hearts and lives. And we're needing God's word so that we can grow up and mature in Christ Jesus. That we can withstand when the enemy comes and wars against your soul. Responding to Bible teaching keeps us truthful. Hiding the truth in our hearts keeps us with truth. When we begin to meditate on God's Word. The psalmist writes in 119 and 9. In Psalms 119 and 9. How can a young man cleanse his ways? By taking heed according to your word. How can a man cleanse his ways? Is by getting the truth in his heart. Living out the truth. Reading the truth. And living and walking out the truth. With my whole heart, verse 10, I have sought you. Oh, let me not wonder from your commandments. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. This is the psalmist David. This is him praying. This is him calling on God. This is saying, Lord, I fully surrender all the good things that David did, all the bad things that he did, even though he fully surrendered to his lordship and said, Lord, search me, know me, Lord, find me, see if there be any wicked way in my life. He says, let me not wonder from your word. Let me not wander from your commandments. How can we stay on target? How can we continue to move in the truth? Is that we've got to keep His commandments. We've got to stay in His Word diligently. It does not happen naturally. You've got to make yourself begin to open up God's Word. You've got to make time. You've got to practice it. 
You've got to practice it. You just don't normally just open up the Bible and start reading. You've got to set yourself a time, a time to meditate, a time, a place for you to pray, a time. Jesus had to make time to pray to His Heavenly Father. Jesus made time to begin to speak to His Father. If Jesus had to make time to set aside, to talk to His Heavenly Father, then we have to set ourselves a time that we can talk to the Lord Jesus Christ some will say well oh pastor I don't need to read my word I just need to come to church on Sunday morning to hear you and I'll be fine no you're not going to be fine I'm going to tell you that right now you're not going to be fine how can you hear me today and go seven days without the word of God and come back could you go seven days physically without eating food or drinking water no, you've got to eat something. You've got to have something to drink. That's the same way it is with God's Word. You can't just hear it today and come back next Sunday. You've got to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And by the time you get back to Sunday, you have something to praise God about. And you have something to tell somebody something about it because you now got in tune with God through the weekdays so you can come on Sunday morning and to give God praise in His house. Give Him praise today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I get excited and I get loud because I want you to know there's no excuse. There is no excuse why you don't have the victory. There's no excuse that you can't walk in victory. There's no excuse what God can do for you. There's no excuse. He is there to supply your needs. He is there to answer your prayers. But He wants you to open up the Word of God and let Him speak to your heart and life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, embracing truth calls for rejection of error. When you embrace truth, you will re be rejecting error. When you embrace truth, you begin to be stronger in your faith. Listen, it's not for us to be babies all our life and have bottles in our mouths. When we look at it naturally... You don't see a grown baby 20 years old having a bottle in its mouth. No, it's became a young, a, a young man. It's become a young woman. They don't have bottles in their mouth. They're able to, to chew. They got teeth. They begin to eat solid foods. That's the same way it is with us. God doesn't want us to be spiritual babies. He wants us to mature. He wants us to begin to get into His Word of God so that we can withstand the test of times. Whether, so that we can withstand when the enemy wars against us. You see, that's what God is calling all of His believers is to be equipped. He called His disciples and He equipped them and prepared them. And yet they didn't get it right all the time, but God yet showed mercy and grace and worked with them to, to strengthen them, to show them. 
and they got stronger and stronger every day. That's the way we need to be as a healthy church. We've got to be stronger in Jesus every day. We can't just let some little thing upset us and throw our hands up and throw the towel in and say, I don't want to serve God no more. Listen, get a backbone and serve God and let the truth come alive in your life because we need soldiers. We don't need wimpy ones. We need strong soldiers that's got a back that will fight the good fight of faith and let God be God in your life. Hallelujah. It is time for us to fight the good fight of faith. It's not for us to cower down as Christians. It's not for us to back down. It's for us to move forward and say, in the name of Jesus. We can work in the name of Jesus. We can conquer mountains in the name of Jesus. And when the negativity comes your way, you say, get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee behind me. When Jesus looked at Peter, he said, Peter, Satan wants to sift you like wheat. He says, get thee behind me, Satan. Listen. We have to be soldiers of the cross. We have to be strong in our faith. We can't waver. We can't look to the left nor to the right. But we must look up and let the Lord Jesus Christ cleanse and wash us and move us forward in the way that He would want us to move. Listen, Paul calls for the church in Galatia to reject error. In Galatians 1 and 6, he says this, I marvel that you are, you are turning away so soon from Him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another. But there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or any angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. What is he saying? The Apostle Paul says the church at Galatia was clearly looking at other things, doing other things, had their minds on other things, and did not have their mind on the Lord Jesus Christ and the gospel to save them and to bring them out of sin, of the sinning business. God saves us from sin, not in sin. And yet you had a church in Galatia was doing their own thing, being their own person, saying what they want to say, be what they want to be, do what they want to do, go where they want to go. And Paul says, you have been taken away so soon. In other words, you're caving into the enemy. You're caving into other things. He says, you need to have a backbone. You need to stand for the truth. You need to stand for the gospel. You need to step up to the plate and know who your Redeemer is and know that Jesus Christ is with you. The last day and the last days will be characterized by departure from the truth. We see this. Look at the screen. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 7. But know this. That in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves. That's happening right now. Look at this. Lovers of themselves. Lover of money. That's happening right now. Boasters. We've got those. We've got proud. Blasphemers. 
and disobedience to parents. Look at this. From of a godliness but denying its power. Saying, oh, we got it together. Oh, we got everything great. Oh, it's great. But coming in with a form of godliness but denying its power. Acting out. But no, no change has ever taken place. He said, this is what's happening in the last days. And for such people will turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of a gullible of women loaded down with sins, laid away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. In other words, just acting out, but never a change has ever taken occurred in their hearts and lives. Acting out, going through the motions. Folks, if you're not careful, you'll be going through the motions in life with Christianity. Everybody in the world says, I'm a Christian. Yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. But it's another thing to carry the cross. Because Jesus said, if you want to follow me, you must deny yourself. Take up not my cross. I've already bared it, Jesus says. He says, take up your cross and follow him. And therefore, there's got to be a denial. We've got to deny the flesh. We've got to deny the carnality that's dealing with us day in and day out and sanctify our hearts and lives before the Lord Jesus Christ so that we can live and walk in unity and in the bond of love that Jesus Christ has ordained from the very, for the, before the foundations of this world. Listen, focusing on Jesus keeps us true in all circumstances. It keeps us true. I'm closing. Hebrews 12 and 2 says this, 12 and 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the finisher. He who begins a good work in you is faithful to complete it to the very end. Look unto Jesus. He is the author, the finisher of your faith. He begins something in you and He ends something in you. And who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, Jesus did, despising the shame, shame was placed on Him, despising the shame, and He has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Second, embracing honesty keeps us on track. Second, honest, embracing honesty keeps us on track. Whosoever things are honest... Here is thinking on the highest level. Our minds are to dwell on noble thoughts, not stinking thinking. Our minds are to dwell on noble thoughts. This kind of thinking is the opposite of, of hypocrisy. It is thinking unlike that of the Pharisees. The Pharisees was very proudful. It is thinking unlike the Sadducees. They were doubtful. How is it possible to keep our thinking on the level? On this level, it would be possible, impossible, apart from Christ. We've got to have Christ in the center of our lives because it is impossible. Romans 7 and 18, For I know that in me... The Apostle Paul writes, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good, I do not find. In other words, the Apostle Paul says, the things that I think I am, I'm not. All the good that I am, he says, I'm not. Because that's nothing but the flesh 
that is nothing but the flesh crying out, look how good I am, look what I do, look what I've done, look what I'm going to do. That's nothing but the flesh, and there's nothing good that dwells. Listen, but we have the mind of Christ. It takes Christ. We've got to go under subjection, under subjection of His Lordship. 1 Corinthians 2 and 16, For he who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. Let me read it again. 1 Corinthians 2 and 16, For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him. Jesus is instructing us. Jesus is telling us. How is he doing it, Pastor? What is he saying? He is saying it through his word. He is instructing us that we will have the mind, and but we would have the mind of Christ. Third point today, embracing the just one keeps us in touch. Embracing the just one keeps us in touch. Whatsoever things are just. The Lord, the Lord is with for His people to be just. The Lord's will is for His people to be just. We are not to pervert justice. Let me say it again. We are not to pervert justice. Deuteronomy 16 and 19. You shall not pervert justice. You shall not show partiality nor take a bribe for a bribe blinds the eye of the wise and twice the words of the righteous. We are, we are to follow that which is just. We are to follow that which is just. Deuteronomy 16 and 20, You shall follow what is altogether just, that you may live in inheritance, uh, inheritance that the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Peter said it this way, Jesus died, the just for the unjust. And Peter, 1 Peter 3 and 18, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. Listen. Again, I want you to know our minds should be focused on Christ, the just one. Christ, the just one. David prayed for thoughts pleasing to God. In Psalms 19 and 14, let the words, let the words, this is what David said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in the sight, O Lord, my strength, my Redeemer. Let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable. In other words, when we come before the Lord Jesus Christ, we are to say, Lord, I fully surrender, Lord. Lord, continue to help me. Help me. Help me. David prayed for the thoughts and pleasing to God. Charles Spurgeon writes this, Words are mockery if the heart does not meditate on them. 
Words are mockery, look at this, if the heart does not meditate on them. Christ-controlled thinking adds power to our life. Christ-controlled thinking adds power to our life. Listen, I want you to know today that God truly loves us. But we must embrace the one that loves us, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ, that truth may live in our lives. We've got to put truth in our hearts. We've got to put truth in our lives. And we've got to keep Jesus in our hearts to know that we are the one that we are to look to, is to look to the Lord Jesus Christ through it all. Yet God clearly lets us know. Listen. God loves us and He doesn't want us to perish. But He's wanting us to have everlasting life. I want you to know today that He loves us and He loves you. Stand with me across the building today. And I want to go back in Deuteronomy 16 and 19 because I think I mispronounced the word. I want to correct that. You shall not pervert justice. You shall not show... uh, Uh, partiality nor take a bribe for a bribe blinds the eyes of the wise and twist the words of the righteous you see folks God clearly lets us know that it's not about you it's not about me but it's about the relationship that you and I have with the Lord Jesus Christ Because when it all shakes down and when everything settles and everything has been said and done, you and I one day will have to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, I want to hear you. I want you to hear me today. Every idle word, everything that you've ever said or everything that you've ever done is going to be brought before God Almighty. None of us will escape the judgment. I will be judged as a pastor. And even as a pastor, I'll be judged harsher than you will. Because I've been trying to be the man of the cloth. But i got to stand before the Lord and i got to give an account unto God of what I said, what I've done, what I didn't say, what I should have said. Listen, that's how serious our relationship is with the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you think your enemies are getting by and you think your enemies... Are, are, are getting by and nothing's happening to them, oh, they got to answer to God too. they got to answer to God. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. And the Bible says after we leave this life, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, but when we leave this life, judgment is next. Folks, that's how serious our relationship is to be with the Lord. We must work on our salvation. The Bible says work on your salvation in fear and trembling every day. 
It is not for somebody to tell you that you're going to go to heaven or you're going to go to hell. That's what God does. That's his job. But we are to get ourselves right, get ourselves ready, get ourselves prepared because we don't know when the coming of the Lord is coming. We don't know when. We don't know when we're going to leave this life. Today could be our last day in this world. Tomorrow we might be in eternity. I've preached to people on Sunday and I've got a phone call on Monday that they slip right out into eternity. We don't know. It is not guaranteed. Guaranteed it's not. But what we do know is that we can be in Christ Jesus and that He has saved us. And He has saved us from our sins and from this old wicked world so that we may have life and have it more abundantly. Every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to pray today. Dear